Welcome, welcome. You're listening to our podcast, Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. My name is Mark. I'm a registered massage therapist, registered kinesiologist here in Toronto, Ontario, Canada. And we've got a pretty cool guest sitting on our couch. She's sitting here because there has been some feedback on one of the podcast episodes that we did. We had Alicia from one of the associations in Nova Scotia jump on the phone and talk to us about title protection that just recently happened in Nova Scotia at the beginning of January. And then we riffed a little bit about, you know, the differences between title protection and regulation and um, how she is pro title protection and not so much for regulation and she also says that the massage therapists that are in her association that she is the president of are feeling the same way and then we got a whole bunch of feedback from massage therapists in nova scotia that said fuck no that's not the way we fucking feel out here <laughs> so there are two sides to every coin no well, there's sometimes three especially if you watch twilight zone you guys have no idea what i'm talking about right i, I do there's an episode of twilight zone yeah where you flip the coin and it lands on its side and then all this weird shit starts to happen. Actually, I think, have you ever seen that Mel Gibson movie? Um, what's it called, man? The one where you can hear women's voices in his head? Oh, What oh, Women Want. Yeah. What Women Want. It's. I'm pretty sure it's based on that um, Twilight Zone episode because that dude flips the flips coin, lands on his side, and suddenly he can hear everyone's thoughts as he's walking down the street. Do you stuff. remember when we used to watch that show community yeah remember they did an episode and somebody like threw a dice and then they that was they, a good episode yeah that was, and they got that to was, see like all of the uh, that was parallel universes abed cool. and troy they they moved into an apartment together and i think oh, it was like a housewarming yes party. i can't remember i can't allison Bree's character i don't remember her name in the show oh annie annie and so they're having this the, this housewarming party and so they're all sitting around the the table and they're going to play a game and they have the dice and they have the, these dice and and it ended up being just a parallel a parallel universe for everyone's I forget. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, sorry, that's what it reminded me of when you talked about the coin. Hey, everyone, it's Amanda and Mark already introduced the topic today. And uh, we've got Jen sitting with us. Jen has an interesting backstory, which we're going to talk about first. But uh, as Mark said, when we posted that podcast with Alicia, we had a few people message us, some very, very lovely, like Jen, who said, enjoyed the episode, but I've got an alternate opinion. Some were just downright angry and felt that Alicia was completely wrong in her opinion that a massage therapist in Nova Scotia don't want regulation. However, I don't know that she specifically said that. I could be wrong. She, she said that she pulled her association. Exactly. Yes. Which doesn't have a ton of massage therapy members. Like, no, she it's said a there was smaller like 160 members. And, right. And there was just over half of them that either responded to it, the the survey or I can't remember if it was only over half responded or over only over half. half responded and of the ones that responded they were um, anti-regulation or was it 100% responded and over no, half no no it was okay. half half of them responded I think she said about 80 remember. to 90 respondents mm-hmm. okay so anyway the point is um, Alicia's association was not in favor of regulation but we had a bunch of people from the other associations in Nova Scotia message us and say this is not representative of the way Mr therapists feel and this is why so as mark said there's two or three sides to every coin so we wanted to give an alternate viewpoint of why massage therapists in Nova Scotia feel that regulation is still a good thing and why they're still fighting for it. So thanks for coming in, Jen. Oh, you're welcome. Thanks for having me. So let's start at the beginning. As I said, you've got an interesting backstory. Mm -hmm. So can you introduce yourself and tell everybody about where your massage therapy journey started? Because I know you've been from Ontario to Nova Scotia and back again and talk about where you are now. Okay, sure. So uh, I am Jen. Um, So I started my massage, I guess, career back in 2016 
um, is when I first started school out in Oshawa. So I started in Trillium and then um, I was in the program for about a year and a half. And then we had some family uh, emergency in Nova Scotia. So we had to move out there and I didn't get to complete my program in Ontario. So I went to a school. I did a bunch of research before we left Ontario, trying to pick the proper school to go to because I wanted, I knew I would be coming back eventually to Ontario. So I wanted to make sure that I would be able to do so. So um, after I called around, there, I think there was um, four different schools that I contacted. Three of them were in Halifax. One of them was in Sydney. And that's where we were going to be was in Sydney. And the three other schools were sister schools to Toronto. So I contacted them. I was going to go to one of the Halifax schools. But then when I found out about the one in Sydney, I was like, well, this is perfect. It's only a 10 minute drive from where we're going to be living. It's got the same 2200 hour program that all the other three schools are offering. So in my eyes, it was my way of saying, okay, this is closer. It makes more sense. Um, I'll go to that school, finish my education there and then work. And then whenever we do come back, I should be able to um, just write my exam or do a jurisprudence if we were to happen to get regulated before moving back. So that wasn't the case. So I ended up going to Nova Scotia. We moved there. Um, I when you to, when you went to Nova Scotia, you went to the school out there. Did you have to start the program from ground zero, or did they honor any of the grades and the courses that you did in Ontario? The school. Um, at first, when I first contacted uh, the school that I ended up going to, they were going to make me start from the beginning. Okay. But then I I fought it. I was like, I am not starting from the beginning. I ca- I came from a regulated province, learning all the stuff that we need to get our license to be a regulated healthcare provider. I'm not starting from the beginning. So I sent to everything. I had teachers write letters. Um, I gave them my transcripts from the school that I was at down here. Um, and then I had to meet with them. And he just kind of drilled me with a bunch of question after question to see if I knew anything. And then they just put me into the second year of their program because okay. it's a straight two-year program. Um, so I did the whole first, whole second year um, of that program, which a lot of it was review from the stuff mm-hmm. I did here, but successfully completed that. And then I went on to work. Um, I was actually working at a massage addict in Sydney. Um, and then I had my own home-based business as well. Yeah, I knew some of this. Actually, I didn't mention it. I Jen did uh, comment on the podcast, but the person who actually reached out to us was your husband. Yeah. <laughs> Jen's husband sent me a message yeah. and, you know, it was, it was very polite like yeah. he wasn't argumentative in any way yeah. but he sent me a message saying you know my wife has worked so hard and she mm-hmm. you know went to school in Ontario and then we moved to Nova Scotia because we had to yeah. and she completed the program and she worked at Massage Addict and you know he was basically saying like this is just this just sucks for her mm-hmm. you know that we, she's worked so hard and done all of this and mm-hmm. because Nova Scotia is not regulated yeah. which is the part we were just getting to now here you are back in Ontario and tell everybody What's going on now with you? Hold on before we jump to that. When you finished school in Nova Scotia, which association did you join? And what was the rationale behind joining the association that you did join? Okay, so um, when we were in school, they talk about all of the the different associations and they give you all the benefits of each one. Um, But before even being told any of that, I had done my own research before leaving Ontario and MTANS just seemed like the most similar to what CMTO was offering. Everything that they were saying and um, talking about 
um, was almost like a mirror image. And it seems to be one of the larger ones. I think mm-hmm. they have something like 1,600 yeah. massage therapy members. Did, yeah. did they still have their exam at that time? or No, no um, that was I heard that they got rid of the exam in 2013. Okay. Yeah. So um, just to get into the association, um, you have to have the 22-hour 2200 hour program. Um, and then you do the criminal reference check. You have to have your CPR. What else did we need? Um, and two reference letters, I think, was okay. what we needed to get in. Yeah. But we did do OSCEs and MCQs at a school level to right. get out of the school. And I think right? Alicia did mention that, that that exists mm-hmm. at the school level in Nova Scotia. Most schools have. Re- that. Yeah, regardless yeah, right. of yeah. which association you're going to join. Exactly. And in the regulated provinces, the private schools have that well because too. it prepares you for your licensing exactly. exam. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. yeah. Okay. So now you're back. Mm-hmm. What's going on now? Mm-hmm. Um, so, when I was leaving Nova Scotia, I, I started calling CMTO to find out what process I would have to take to become licensed here. And this is not something that you did the research on before? I'm just curious. When we moved to, to Nova Scotia, I was told that I the school I had chose, that I would be allowed to come back and write my exams. And that was information from the school? From the school. Gotcha. Mm, okay. So then um, I had contacted Sam Tio when I was coming back to Ontario. And I said, okay, this is the school I, I'm coming from. Um, I successfully graduated with the 2200-hour program. I've been working for a year. I've done CEUs. What um, do I have to do to become licensed in Ontario? Um, so first I got the run around, let me transfer you from this person to that person. And then I finally got somebody in the, I think it was the registration department. Mm-hmm. Um, and they said, well, we do an assessment. So you pay a thousand bucks roughly. Mm-hmm. They do the assessment and then they decide whether or not your schooling is adequate enough to do the jurisprudence or do the actual full exams. Mm-hmm. So I said, perfect. How long does that take? And they said, it takes about eight months. Uh, to come up with a decision. Mm-hmm. So I was like, okay, how do Eight I... Eight months? Yeah. Well, because the CMTO already has... There are schools in unregulated provinces where they've already approved the programs. So if you've graduated from one of those schools, then they don't need to do all of this because the school essentially has provided all that information to the college. So what I'm getting here is that the school that you went Mm -hmm. to in Nova Scotia said they did all this. In actuality, they They probably didn't. So you kind of got duped on that is what happened, Mm -hmm. right? After all the digging, I found out that our school was um, approved through the province as as equivalent to the other three schools that teach the programs. Okay. That's what but I found out. CMTO hadn't approved it themselves. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's so. like it's like um who's the dude that we we had on from Kenora? He didn't go to school Brandon, in Ontario, yeah. right? He went to school in Winnipeg, but yeah. he went to a school that was already previously assessed by the mm-hmm. CMTO. So he didn't have an issue doing the licensing right. exam. And actually, it, it, it kind of got screwed up for him a little, not for him, for people that were in his class because he graduated, you know, X amount of months ahead of some other people. And then they made changes while those other people were still in the program. So mm-hmm. everyone else that graduated, if they wanted to come to Ontario, they had to go through all of this stuff yeah. again. So, okay, so they do an assessment mm-hmm. and then they say, on it for eight months. I actually didn't know that. Like yeah. that seems like an excessively long time to assess yeah. a program. But I guess, you know, they're busy. They only have so many resources mm-hmm. and so much staff, but holy crap. Okay. Yeah. So So they gave me that option. But then um I said, okay, how do I go about doing this? Like what what are the forms? I seen the forms online, but I wasn't sure if it was still up to date and all the forms are what I needed. So um the same person that I was talking to said, well, 
Um, you could go through this eight month process, but in the end, we're going to, we're going to tell you that it's not approved. What? And then you have to go back to school. So like I was sitting there and my husband was listening to the, to the phone call and he was like, are you kidding me? No Did wonder, just he, say that you no wonder he emailed me. Mm-hmm. Like, So we, they basically told me that I wouldn't be approved. So I was like, well, why would I spend a thousand dollars and waste eight months of just sitting idle waiting for you guys to say yes or no, just to be just know that I have to go back. Did to they school. give you a reason why it wouldn't be approved? I mean, considering it is modeled after schools in Nova Scotia that are mm-hmm. approved by the CMTO. Why would they, mm-hmm. they didn't give you any they reason? They didn't give me a reason. And I kept calling back and I kept getting told the same thing. It's such a weird go because, I mean, a school to open up a massage therapy program, mm-hmm. they have to get approval by the ministry, right? Yeah. The Ministry of Training, Colleges, yeah. Universities, mm-hmm. or whatever that case is. So that can be completely disjointed from whatever's happening from the regulatory body. Mm-hmm. So you can have a school out in Nova Scotia that models whatever they do after another school in mm-hmm. Ontario, and it doesn't make a difference. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, no, I understand. And, you know, off mic, I had said to Jen, it's it's frustrating, but I get it because Ontario is a regulated province. It's like you know how some places it's an it's an all or one uh, all or none rule. Like there's mm-hmm. no exceptions to anything. Yeah. So I do understand that because Ontario is regulated, it has to be that this is the process well, yeah. you have to go through. Mm-hmm. It just really sucks on at a human so, level. So this is just this is straight from their website, the CMTO website. Mm-hmm. Massage therapists from unregulated provinces or trained internationally. Applicants who have not graduated from a massage therapy program at a private vocational school in Ontario or College of Applied Arts and uh, Technology in Ontario, in brackets, an approved program must have their massage therapy education assessed. If their prior training is deemed equivalent to the current programs approved in Ontario, they must also successfully complete a standards and regulations e-workshop mm-hmm. and uh, before they're permitted to do their licensing exam. Mm-hmm. The CMTO education and credential assessment process is called the massage therapy education and a credential assessment. It says they got to do a paper-based review of everything that you've ever done, blah, 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 a prior learning assessment, and they accept applications throughout the year. Applicants need Needs to obtain documentation in their home jurisdiction and are encouraged to, uh, who cares, the rest mm-hmm. of it. To we me, it idea. sounds very misleading because it sounds like you have a fighting chance, especially since she did half of the program here in Ontario. Mm-hmm. So one year of her program was Ontario training at an approved school with yeah. an approved that, program. That doesn't make a and difference. And then one year was in Nova that's, Scotia. That's, that's not a diploma from a school that the CMTO is approved no, of, No, I right? understand. What I'm saying is the the website even is misleading. Like you can submit all of your documents and have your um, program assessed to Mm -hmm. see if it meets the standards, which I feel like it probably does. They're telling her before she's even submitted her stuff. Yeah, you can go through this, but we're going to say no. Mm -hmm. It's very misleading. Well, that sounds, Mm -hmm. that sounds fishy on its own, Mm -hmm. to be honest with you. And in those scenarios, if you truly feel like that's that, that, that is incorrect, I probably would have fought very hard to speak to somebody else Mm -hmm. and, or I probably would have got myself a lawyer. Yeah. That is very familiar with regulatory colleges and regulation and stuff like that because mm-hmm. you you know I mean it would have cost you a fucking pretty penny. Oh yeah, yeah. but um yeah. Well, like we had a, spoken option. about um again, Jen and I had spoken about mobility is one of the big problems between mm-hmm. going from an unregulated province to a regulated province. Mm-hmm. That's one of the problems, but it's not the only reason that therapists in Nova Scotia mm-hmm. are pro regulation. So that's kind of what we wanted to talk about is showing an alternate 
opinion um, okay. from what Alicia was saying. I mean, title protection, you said as well, is a step in the right direction. Oh, absolutely. But it's not the be all end all. Mm-mm. So why don't you tell us all why you think regulation is so important for Nova Scotia? Uh, well, look, after I moved there, I, I instantly could see the difference, right? Because you can go to any clinic or any spa setting in Sydney, but you never really truly knew if they were actual RMTs, if they actually had education at all. And I feel like if we had regulation, it would like I know title protection says, okay, now you have to have the 2200 hour program and all the checks and stuff uh, to call yourself an RMT. But before all of that, um, anybody could say that they were right. Like Mm -hmm. I said, I jokingly said, Hey hon, you can open up, um, a clinic and call yourself a RMT just like I can with the education, even though you don't have it. Mm-hmm. Right. And the only thing that would stop it from fully getting like run through was like the insurance side of it. Because if you weren't a part of one of the associations, right. then you couldn't direct bill or anything like that. Right. right? So title protection kind of checks that box. Yeah. Why do you think so many therapists in Nova Scotia still feel like you're not there yet and they want regulation? First, title protection mm-hmm. doesn't take a look at the competencies in a program. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Right. They say if it's 2,200 hours and yeah. you've graduated from this program, you've met one of the requirements. Exactly. And yeah. the other requirements are things that have absolutely nothing to do with your education, right? Mm-hmm. Your police check or your criminal yeah. check or whatever it's fucking called and you obtaining your CPR, like mm-hmm. that has nothing to do with your education. Yeah. So this is something that a college does mm-hmm. is is kind of outlines what is meant to be in a massage therapy program. Exactly. So that's one major thing that's lacking mm-hmm. that title protection won't do. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, that's what I agree with the most is um, making sure that all of the schools are teaching the same content Mm -hmm. so that um, if you are transferring from another school to another school, it makes it easier for them to check your stuff to make sure that the education is the same because that was one of the biggest things I had. They were looking at my stuff going, well, we call our, our 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 classes different names and he had to like really decipher everything I learned in Ontario to make sure that it was the actual same content that he was teaching. Right. But that's also normal from yeah. different private career colleges within Ontario, right? You may take a course that's called remedial exercise and the other school has the same content and they call it kinesiology and therapeutic exercise, yeah, right. right? Or this one calls this one massage theory and techniques and this one calls it something else. Like that's that's kind of consistent. Yeah, even the, in names, Ontario. the names don't really matter, but uh, definitely having a college to set mm-hmm. out exactly what needs to be taught in a program, that is super Can important. Can I ask you a question then? I'm not saying for regu- regulation or against regulation. I'm just throwing out a whole mm-hmm. bunch of ideas. With the accreditation process, mm-hmm. because that has been in the works and there are schools that have already mm-hmm. gone through the accreditation process, mm-hmm. which pretty much says like we, you've met the competencies mm-hmm. that all of the regulated provinces are saying that we are testing you on. Mm-hmm. If Nova Scotia had or if the schools had the accreditation process, were accredited, Mm -hmm. then they would be eligible to do the examination in Ontario. Would that satisfy massage therapists in Nova Scotia if regulation was not a thing. In other words, you have title protection and then you have the accreditation process. So we've mm-hmm. covered off the education portion. We've covered off the title protection portion. I mean, there's certain activities that a college can do mm-hmm. in terms of reprimanding its members that I assume an association just doesn't have the power yeah. to do. But would those two things satisfy a non-regulated province? I think it would to an, an extent, but I think they still want that college, right? Like they still want to have everybody under one 
association or a college or whatever. Okay. Um, so it's like a recognition thing. It is like a recognition thing, but um, like I know for the school that I was at in Nova Scotia, we were trying to get accredited and then they put that pause on it for a little bit, mm-hmm. the, the company that does it, so he couldn't continue going through with it and he was halfway done. So we were getting there and we were all excited and cause there was about, I'd say there's, there's been about two or 300 people that have come out of that school since it started. And, um, because we didn't go to one of the sister schools in Ontario, we can't move right. like everybody else can. Right. And that's another big frustration. So if you know that somebody else went to a sister school and you're working with them side by side at a clinic and they say, I'm moving to Ontario. All I have to do is book my exams and write them. And you're like, well, that's not cool. How come we can't go and do that too? Mm-hmm. We have the same education as you. You know, there's always tons of workarounds for all of these things. Mm-hmm. And I'll give you an example on a workaround. A private career college, they can honor whatever grades that you've had before, can't they? I'm asking you because you've you've been an admin person at a private career college. I mean, I guess essentially they can do whatever they they want. Like if right? they, they just have to if be able they to... look at your transcripts and decide. I mean, we talked about this. We you yeah. had when we had Cindy here. Exactly. Cindy basically went and she was supposed to go and get another diploma and she went to a school. I mean, the school ended up not being great, but I'm sure mm-hmm. there's other schools that would be more reputable. But she ended up going to a school showing what she had already done and they only made her do like a 5 month upgrading mm-hmm. sort of thing mm-hmm. and gave her a diploma from a rec- Exactly, because that would be what you would need Mm -hmm. from being out of province. Then if if this prior learning assessment Mm -hmm. thing falls through, you actually need a diploma. So there is a workaround in terms of obtaining Mm -hmm. another diploma. Mm -hmm. It would just take you to go into the schools and, and really kind of plead your case to the school and mm-hmm. and, yeah. and and hope they don't just see you as a money grab and they actually want to help you. I guess mm-hmm. again I'm still stuck on this you know on this um approval process thing and how you know the website makes it sound like you can it makes it sound easy. You can yeah you can mm-hmm. go in and get your stuff looked at whereas then you actually speak to someone at the CMTO and they're telling you before they've even looked at your stuff that you're not going to get approved. Mm-hmm. That's super frustrating because you would think that you know you can get a license here in Ontario a lot easier. And, that's, mm-hmm. uh, and I would assume that's based on the history of this happening with people already from your school where they've taken a look at you know the courses mm-hmm. that have happened and they deem it not to be equivalent. Mm-hmm. But for them to even open up the books and take a look at your paperwork, mm-hmm. th- they've, they've got to charge you for it. But they already know what the answer is going to be because we did this last month for someone from that school. I guess it's good that they sort of gave you the heads up. Don't pay us $1,000 because we're going to say no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so in that aspect it was great because I saved a thousand dollars that way um so then my second thing was okay well what do I do now because I knew I was coming back and I knew I was I wanted to do my job so then I contacted the school that I was at before I left and I said okay this is my my situation what can I do what do you need me to send you what do you need as proof to say that I've finished mm-hmm. and that I've been working and whatever right so um they went I went back and forth for I don't know I think it was like four or five months with them um looking at my my education from Nova Scotia looking at my transcripts talking to the actual coordinator of the program in Sydney um, and they said that I'd have to, originally they were saying that I'd have to do close to a year and kind of pick up where I left off. That's what Nova Scotia was telling you. No, that was what Ontario, Ontario was telling you. When I came back, they okay, said yeah. that I'd have to pick up pretty much where I left. So in other words, we don't, we're not going to honor anything exactly. that you already did in Nova Scotia. So then I, I kept fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. And then I finally got them to honor like the systems, you know, like cardiovascular, yep. all the different systems that we do. So they credited all of that, but then they said you have to do anything that's 
massage related. That was their wording, massage related, like hands on stuff, um, like the related modalities and basically come up with treatment plans for the different conditions that we're going to present you. Um, and then do all of clinic three. So then I, I was trying to fight that too, because I was like, how do you take a person, a person from an unregulated province who has been working, doing treatments on people and did clinic out there and bring them here and make them do clinic all over again? My treatments aren't going to change. I know I'm in a regulated province, but my treatments don't change. You know what I mean? So why can't those hours be counted? So how long was how long will this all take you if you decide to go there and upgrade on the massage stuff and do the clinic again? So I've been doing it since July because I ended up going because it was my only option. Um, so I've been in school since ju- July and the way it's um, set up, there's a lot of gaps, right? So right now all I do is clinic twice a week and then starting in February, I have two weeks of classes and then I'm off for a week, and then I have another week of classes, and that's how it was set up the, the, for the eight months. This even I just even got a whole <laughs> other idea here now. Like, I'm pretty sure there's a school where they will allow you just to challenge the fucking exams. And that's what I was trying to do. You know do. what I mean? Yeah. Like, you can challenge the exams, and if you pass the exam, then we definitely will honor anything mm. that you've done before. That was the initial conversation. Like I said, when your mm-hmm. husband sent me the email, he said she knows her shit. I just don't understand why somebody won't just let her take some exams, mm-hmm. prove that she knows her shit so she can get back to work. Like, exactly. That's, yeah. I mean, that's, not that's so many school, words. Though. That's what he said. Yeah, exactly. That's an educational institution that's doing that to you, a private career college, because one thing they do see is a big fucking fat dollar sign oh, when yeah. you walk through the door and you're dependent now on having another diploma. They're yeah. like, yeah. oh, cool. Here's here's a 25 grand from OSAP coming our way if that's mm-hmm. what we're doing here, OSAP. Yeah, oh, and that's what I had to do. I had to go back in. So when I moved to Sydney, I paid another 12000 to them to do a whole year mm-hmm. um, on top of the 20 that I had paid out here before me moving. And then I came back here and uh, I've had to put out another eight. This is the most expensive massage therapy diploma I've ever heard about. Was there any mm-hmm. part of you that said, fuck becoming regulated? Mm-hmm. Let me just practice body work in Ontario. It's mm-hmm. public domain. What the fuck? I can do massage. Yeah. I can do body work. I can do all the good stuff. I just can't build someone's insurance company. But that's a business model that can thrive. Look mm-hmm. at the fucking fitness industry. The fitness industry mm-hmm. makes a killing and people pay out of pocket for that shit. Mm-hmm. So a massage therapist doesn't have to if, you, if you're business savvy enough. Mm-hmm. You don't have to fucking be reliant on having a registration number to bill an insurance company. Mm-hmm. Did you ever think, I'm, I'm just going to go this route then? Oh, absolutely. Like I said to my husband when we were moving back, I was like, I'm kind of like my back's against a wall. I, I either have to pay out all this extra money and then I have to do the, the tests at CMTO, which is another like 1200 dollars and then the licensing on top of it yeah and then you help you have to fucking hope you pass that shit because you you know you had exposure to an oski an oski test Mm -hmm. at your school which is it feels different when it's an official Mm -hmm. oski test Mm -hmm. at a licensing level Mm -hmm. i don't know if you heard us talking off mike i mean jen jen is still in contact with the president of her association Mm -hmm. in nova scotia and reaches out to her all the time because Mm -hmm. she's still very much pro-regulation for Nova Scotia and still checks in like where are we at what's yeah. going on okay so, I don't I mean, know enough about how a province becomes regulated I'm not gonna lie yeah. I have no fucking clue other than you know the majority of the members I yeah. assume the majority of therapists have to somehow indicate that this is what they want mm-hmm. and then you have to really kind of apply and present this to the government to mm-hmm. say like this is something that is of need yeah. and it's of need because there could be a danger to the public mm-hmm. if it's 
not, mm-hmm. right? I, I'm assuming. I mean, yeah, and that's yeah. from everything before, that I know. Before Jen explains it totally, I think that Alicia did touch on that. And my, my understanding is that all three of the associations in Nova Scotia have to be on board mm-hmm. for this to actually happen. Okay. And I think Alicia was nervous to say it was her association that's not. Yeah. I think okay. the other two are on board gotcha. and hers was not. And that was... Uh, and hers is not... It's not all RMTs. No, it's not. I, I, I'm not defending Alicia in any yeah. way at all. I'm just going by what she said. And um, I assume that hers is not because of the vote that they threw to her members yeah. to say... Is this something that, and I, yes, I, they are small, a very small population right. of massage therapists in the East Coast, but I, I, I'm assuming that it's not just coming from her to say like, fuck it, I personally don't want regulation, so I'm going to put my foot down and no, say no. No, it's not just her. No. No. No, like I, I think for the most part, majority of MTAN's uh, members, mm-hmm. they're absolutely for regulation and they have been for years. Right. Um. And MTANs just embodies just RMTs, right? Yeah. There's no other modalities in there. And then the other group is the natural healthcare providers. And they've been pretty much pro regulation from the get go, as far as I know, as well. Do you know what other type of uh, practitioners are in that association? In the natural not- healthcare? Yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I feel like last time I looked into it, I think there was like Reiki practitioners. Mm-hmm. Um, reflexology, I think, was in there. Okay. But I think the bulk of them in Nova Scotia are RMTs. RMTs. Yeah. Okay. But the, like I said, the MTANS is the biggest. Mm-hmm. So what's the process to become? I, Alicia did talk about it a little bit, but... Yeah, it's a long process. But as far... Like, from what I was understanding from... With talking with Amy, mm-hmm. um, we've already done all the paperwork. Like, um, and I recall Alicia saying that there's a big, long paperwork trail that you have to go and fill out. Right. I feel like um, we've already done that. We've already done the paperwork. We've okay. already come together, or what we thought we all—all all three associations have come together uh, regarding regulation, and we've put through, or we're getting ready to put it through to government mm-hmm. for the first reading or whatever. It has to go through three readings, right. just like title protection just, yeah, did. Yeah. Um, and last I checked with Amy, she had already said that we have gotten to that step and she can feel free to correct me if I'm wrong but that's what I was understanding from mm-hmm. conversating with her but I think if we don't get that regulation there's going to be a lot of upset people mm-hmm. right like even like clients right like the people coming to the RMTs they're going to be upset because they're starting to realize the importance of, about having a re- regulatory body mm-hmm. governing us right because they didn't realize that Fucking not all, all of us were 2200 hour program Right. Like even when I was treating, they'd say, oh, you don't sound like you're from here. You don't have the accent, whatever. And I'd explain, oh, I came from Ontario, blah, blah, blah. And I did all my school, most of my schooling out there. And they're like, well, what's the difference? Is don't, doesn't everybody have the 2200 hour program? And I was just like, well, not, that's not the case in some clinics that you go to. Mm-hmm. No, the general public wouldn't really know about no. that. Sorry, I missed part of that conversation. So I was trying to figure out your question <laughs> of what other practitioners, the other association's website is not super user friendly mm-hmm. and I wasn't able to figure that out. So this is a pointless point that I'm making right now. <laughs> hey, association, fix your fucking website. Oh, yeah. it's, that's the thing. That's very, they're very vague. It's very vague. I have no idea. Yeah. It just says complimentary healthcare. Anyway, yeah. um, do you know if MTANS and the other association, which is 
is it MC Pans? Is that it? MC so don't, yeah. Don't, yeah. Um, do you know if they also surveyed their members to find out if they were more pro regulation or do you not yeah. know? That? I know that I don't I don't think M Tans ever sent out yeah, an email so, to us. So you you okay that I because I they, I might have missed it, right? right but right, right, right. um from what like speaking with like my other colleagues in Nova Scotia, I don't think we've we've been surveyed about it. We've always been in the know that that's what we want to do as a association has become regulated so everybody that joins that regulation knows that that's that's their main goal i think that was sort of one of alicia's points mm-hmm. is that she has the evidence behind her <laughs> that her association didn't want and again it's a smaller mm-hmm. association mm-hmm. but maybe if the other two did a survey so that it can be you know brought forth that look how many therapists mm-hmm. want regulation i think it would be beneficial to know yeah. is it the majority of you and you yeah. need that stuff it's like it's it's like in ontario regulated province right Right? If the RMTAO wants to get anything mm-hmm. done, they have a really fucking hard time mm-hmm. because there's only like 5,000, maybe 6,000 members that are members of the association mm-hmm. in Ontario. Mm-hmm. There are 15,000 fucking RMTs. Yeah. So the association, anyone say, the association can say anything and then the comeback is, well, you don't speak for the profession mm-hmm. because you don't hold the majority of the members as as, exactly. as part of your association. I thought about that actually um, after we spoke to Alicia was would somebody who's directly, you know, her being the president, mm-hmm. would somebody who's on the board of an association be concerned about regulation because then that kind of takes away some of the power and responsibility from the association. When there's a college there, the association becomes, mm-hmm. I mean, for lack of a better term, I yeah. guess, less important. Well, then the association's role really shifts into more of an association versus mm-hmm. a pseudo governing yeah. body, mm-hmm. right? Exactly. So I think too, with like, with Alicia's thing, um, I know she had started a group on Facebook's calling, I think it was like Nova Scotia regulation, something, RMT mm-hmm. regulation conversation or something. I can't remember the name of it exactly, but um, she would post a lot of like when she was having meetings, which when I was part of that conversation, I was assuming that she was opening up these meetings to everybody, not just her association. So then um, there was one in October that she had that was before even title uh, protection was a thing. Um and that was one of the meetings where she was surveying everybody that um, attended. And I, I kept saying to her, can you please do like a live stream or like a Facebook live so that people from out of town can come to it? Because she's based in Halifax. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the members are like spread out throughout Nova Scotia. Right. And where I was living, it's a good four hour drive to get to Halifax just for an hour long meeting. Right. So I said, could you do like a webcast or a live stream so that we can chime in and give our thoughts or give you our questions so that we can get a proper amount of feedback on the situation that we're facing. I was just pretty much told that it was for her members only, even so though we, the group so was open to everybody. So we know that everybody. her association is not for regulation. Honestly, I feel like the associations just need to get together a little bit more because you can mm-hmm. argue the point that Alicia was, was making, or you can even use our argument mm-hmm. that you don't speak for the majority of the members. If you only have 160 members yeah. and 80 of them are responding to a survey that is saying that we're like that's that number is insignificant almost. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, what I spoke I to the president of MTANS and she said the three associations actually do work quite well together mm-hmm. and you know to uphold massage therapy in Nova Scotia. Yeah. The disagreement is primarily around this regulation topic. Um, let's talk about protection of the public because mm-hmm. I know that's a big argument of why people think are pro regulation. Mm-hmm. Now, Alicia's two points were that with title protection, mm-hmm. um, if somebody's practicing who shouldn't be as a massage therapist, mm-hmm. then 
there are things like insurance companies and law enforcement that take care of that. Do you agree with that? Or do you still think it's good to have the governing body take care of disciplinary? First, before, I think we have to define protection of the public. Okay. That is super important to do here because things like determining what is in a massage therapy curriculum and therefore making sure there's a certain level of competency with Mm -hmm. all its members, that to me is part of protection of the public, right? But these are things that I don't think Alicia was alluding to she went straight to things she went that straight to things like fraud and sexual exactly. abuse the things that make it to the media exactly yeah 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 but even with those let's even just use her okay own, let's start there. her own arguments do you think that um the officials and insurance companies are enough to handle this and to police massage therapy or do you think it's still would be beneficial for the public to have a governing body that is overseeing this and has a complaints process and a disciplinary mm. committee, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah, like I, I for, like from an insurance standpoint, I don't really see a lot of them stepping up to the plate and being like, they don't check our numbers. You know what I mean? Like we have license numbers and stuff, but I don't ever think I've had any like for myself. I've never had problems with my my license number being used by somebody that wasn't an RMT. Right. But so I don't know how much they would actually govern. Like See, she was saying, and in Ontario, it's a whole other story. It's huge. You get fucking calls nonstop. Did so and so come on this day? Can you yeah. give me the dates that this person was in treatment? I got, I got post-its over here of exactly providers that I have to call back. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> like in I like a non. Once did I ever have a call questioning any kind of um, appointment or whatever, right? And like I've seen, I see, I've seen things happen in in Nova Scotia where I would question it, and I'm like, I don't know if you should be putting that through insurance, mm-hmm. kind of thing, right? And and it just kind of goes and every it happens, and nobody says anything, and you're just like, pretty sure that wasn't supposed to happen, mm-hmm. kind of thing. So from an insurance side, I don't really think they're there to govern. I think they're just there to do the insurance. Yeah, and her. Stuff. Her point was, if there is fraudulent activity, the insurance companies would be all over it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. That was her point. So to have a governing body that would deal to reprimand its members about insurance fraud. Well, her argument is that we have insurance companies that definitely are not down for insurance fraud. And Mm -hmm. they would very quickly investigate any fraudulent activity. And then you have the authorities who would lay down criminal charges. But again, if that's her argument. Yeah, Yeah. I, I understand her argument. But then again... If you had a governing body that was just overseeing this small subset of people in Nova Scotia versus the authorities, the insurance companies Mm -hmm. that have to deal with 7 billion other things, you guys Mm -hmm. are small potatoes and things are not going to be dealt with the way they would be if you had a governing body that was Mm -hmm. specifically looking over its its members. Like there was a member, it wasn't an MTANS member that was potentially... is potentially charged, I guess, with sexual assault out in Nova Scotia. And it was the first one that I have heard of since I was out there. Um, and he was dealt with with just like the authorities, right? Um, I don't know what come what he, what the association that he was part of if they did anything to him, but it was just lacking. Like we still don't know is he treating? What's he doing? We don't know where he is. Like you don't know the whole story of it. Whereas right. here you get listed. Yeah. It's right? such it's like, such a weird go because I, I don't disagree. I don't disagree with Alicia, but I don't necessarily agree with her either. Mm-hmm. It's, it's mm-hmm. like it, there's half the battle there. Mm-hmm. Well, right? and that's why title protection is getting there. Yeah. But I mean, this is it's so, for step. example, it's half the battle. Like, what can a college do if if they find you guilty of sexual assault? Mm-hmm. 
or sexual abuse, as it's termed in the RHPA. Mm-hmm. The college is limited in what they can do. Mm-hmm. The college can give you a reprimand, mm-hmm. and the highest of that reprimand is to revoke your license, mm-hmm. meaning you can't practice massage therapy ever again and use that title. You can't be a therapist, mm-hmm. and they can slap you with... Um, Fining. Well, and as Jen was saying, just the fact of having your name on the college website yeah. means if the public is searching for our RMT and they see this person, but I'm talking. But what type of reprimand can the college issue? They're going to slap you with some money. Mm-hmm. They're going to. They're going. If you if you truly fight and you go through a long investigation and a hearing and stuff, they'll make you pay back a percentage of the, the the cost of doing this hearing and investigation. And then if you're um, found guilty, you can get your license revoked, right? So all depending on the timing of if the activity that you're accused of and been found guilty of has happened after zero tolerance bill, mm-hmm. bill 87, right? But most of the time the college says like, fuck it, we're just taking your license away. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, at the end of the day, the, the larger reprimand is actually coming from the cops. That's when you're fucking going to jail. Mm-hmm. Do you see what I'm saying? Right. But in something like sexual abuse especially when it's two people in a room and it's he said she said yeah. if that therapist has a good fucking lawyer yeah. the victims don't win nearly as, as much as they should Exactly, it's never for the victim because again it's how do you prove that inappropriate touching happened how do you prove these things the college investigation and having your name on that website and having to go through this whole ordeal mm-hmm. and pay fines and whatever yes. that is actually so much more detrimental is, so, yeah. the, so the college terms it when they issue out a discipline they will issue disciplines and they use the terms like personal deterrence right this way you learn to never fucking do this again Mm -hmm. and then they'll also use the term general deterrence in other words so the rest of the members can see what the action of the college is here to say don't you fucking do this because this is coming Mm -hmm. to you too if Mm -hmm. this is what happens again i know like for this one case in particular that i'm thinking about in in nova scotia there was a lot of questions about like what's going to happen like does he still have his license um is he still able to work at the at the said clinic that he was at and nobody really knew right like and even to this day i don't know if he's working still Mm -hmm. right yeah without one body it's just a question mark this guy can just go missing or he can just go to another city another like he can can go to a different town in nova scotia somewhere and set up practice again because if they don't have anything to like research and say okay well what's his name let's just go to this one location to search his name and see if he's got anything on him then and let's face it the general public doesn't fucking do that no no one's jumping on the college website to look for a therapist and see if there's anything going on with that therapist no one does it survey your fucking your your patients today Mm -hmm. and find out how many of them know that there's a college there's a college website and you can find out Mm -hmm. stuff about the members in the public register no one knows no they don't but i think i think if they were starting to question his um I don't know his I don't know what you want to call it his demeanor or whatever with his clients if they're if they're not feeling because like all of our like I said our schooling is exactly the same I don't see any differences coming from Ontario and and being a student in Nova Scotia the schooling is exactly the same draping is exactly the same but if you don't have that that training like and I don't know if he did or not it might just go to the the wayside and then if they start getting if the if the clients start being uneasy around these people that's mm-hmm. when i think that they might start researching oh, the sure. boards and stuff like yeah, that which yeah, would yeah. be a good place because not a lot of people know that there's three different places that we can register to mm-hmm. right yeah it just it is easier if it's one place i assume for especially for the general public um 
There was something I was going to say when you said nobody knows. Sorry, because we were talking about the idea of defining protection of the public. Mm -hmm. and, then, and then we said, okay, setting up the competencies in a school that is associated mm -hmm. with a college, that comes under protection of the public. We also said stuff like that's just fucking breaking the law. Yeah. Well, that comes under protection of the public. What else are we going to throw What about even mix? mandatory reporting? Does that exist within the associations or is that a college thing? What type of mandatory reporting? Well, I mean, anything like... If you, Your declaration of have you do you have a criminal record or have you been charged criminally like or that kind even, of thing? Um, doesn't if you're working in a clinic with other practitioners and you see something shady, mm -hmm. doesn't that fall under mandatory reporting? Under a regulatory college for its members, yes. So yes. I think the bigger question is how much does the Massage Therapy Association of Nova Scotia mirror a regulatory body? Mm -hmm. That is the bigger question. In mm -hmm. other words, do they have a registration committee? Do they have an ICRC, Inquiries, Complaints and Reports Committee? Mm -hmm. Do they have a discipline committee? Do they have mm -hmm. a fitness to practice committee? All those types of mm -hmm. things. Like how mm -hmm. much do they actually look like a regulatory body? Mm -hmm. Right. Well, and I Again, I have no idea. Jen can speak to that. But even the fact that I know the president of MTANS is very pro-regulation. This is the president mm -hmm. of the association still saying we need regulation. Mm -hmm. And I mean, you you know her pretty well. Why do you think she's so pro-regulation? If you could sum it up, what is it that's missing? Uh, I think it's like what we touched on. Like She just wants... Um everybody to be under one big college so that everybody is doing the same thing because she gets the questions all the time. Well, why can that school do stuff and we can't? And um, the portability is another big thing. Yes, that's huge. Right. And that's one of the, I think in all honesty, that's one of the biggest things in Nova Scotia, right? Because we're surrounded by regulated provinces, mm -hmm. right? Especially with PEI just becoming regulated. And PEI, when they first got their regulation, they were coming to Sydney, or sorry, to Halifax, to do the regulation testing mm. to get their license. So we were like, what the heck? Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> this isn't even a regulated province and you're doing your licensing exams here. Right, because they were going to a, one of the sister schools. So, is the slowdown that third association that is not on board? Is that is that what we're saying here? Yeah, I, I from my perspective, I mm -hmm. think it is. Right, so um, a lot of like myself and a lot of my colleagues were just like, why can't we just come together as three groups that want this for ourselves and for the public? Right, because I think the public would be more at ease with everything kind of because they see it in the news right especially with the title protection coming up um everybody's like yay we're regulated mm. and i'm sitting there going we're not That's regulated far from regulated right yeah. and so many people were confused even like businesses that have cl like clinics and they were like telling their staff we're regulated and i was like no you're not you're not close like that's one step but we have to keep going and keep fighting and get there so that we can finally say that we are regulated and make everybody's lives easier. For therapists that you've spoken to, Mark, or Jen, either mm -hmm. of you, but I know that you've probably had some conversations on Facebook groups and things, for therapists that are against regulation, I mean, we've had our discussion with Alicia, what do you think is the main reason why somebody <laughs> wouldn't want regulation? Fees and exams. Exactly, that's what I was going to say. That's what I thought. <laughs> which, which, to be honest with you, is not a good reason no. to no. not want no. to have regulation, to not want to have some governing body mm -hmm. that 
overlooks its members and to kind of ensure to the general public that if you are a member here, you're acting in good faith and mm-hmm. you, you can rely on the work that's done. Mm-hmm. And on top of that, it, it is a perception thing, right? Mm-hmm. So all the other fucking healthcare professionals, they're regulated. Yep. So when you are doing similar work to a physio or mm-hmm. similar work to a Cairo or similar work to whatever and you're not regulated, it fucking makes a difference. Mm-hmm. And it yeah. makes a difference in how much you can fucking get paid. Exactly. Yeah. Right. Absolutely. All of that shit. Exactly. Mobility, how much earning you can make, earning mm-hmm. potential, all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't know. I assume it's coming from the idea of like even when we talk to the association in Alberta, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. like the uh, the association in Nova Scotia, they got rid of their entrance exam into the association because that was a deterrent that for people deterrent, to join yeah. their association. They're like, oh, well, I'm going to join the association and that means I got to write an exam and I can join the other one down the road and pay basically the same fee and not have to do an exam yeah. and get afforded all of the same shit that I would get here. Like, why yeah. would I do that? Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's I don't know. It's crazy. I like fees are a big thing because like right now to get into M Tans, I don't know about the other associ- the other associations, but to get into M Tans, our fee is four hundred dollars for the year. That's significantly higher than than the other one for sure. Mm-hmm. But again, if you guys are or you guys, I, I <laughs> use guys, use guys. <laughs> so <laughs> East Coast, use guys. I mean, if M Tans is trying to model the association yeah. a little more like a regulatory body, I guess that's why the fees are significantly well, higher. Because yeah, mm-hmm. shit costs money shit to costs fucking money. to make it. Operate, right? Yeah. Well, and that was, you know, Alicia said herself, part of the reason she joined the association she's now the president of is because mm. the fees were significantly less and because there wasn't the exam. Exactly. So I guess, yeah, it comes down to fees and exams. Yeah. And like when I was listening to that podcast with her, my one thing that really stood out with me with, with that was um, when she was like, she's not the typical registered massage therapist. So I was just like, well, if you're not the typical massage therapist, is that why you joined that association? Because it was more, that association for me, I think is more like holistic, like more of like, um, I don't even know, like more like Reiki and more energy healing kind of practitioners fall under that association whereas mtans we don't have any of it's that. just massage it's just therapists. massage therapists so are you feeling like maybe she doesn't speak for massage therapists then i'll probably start stuff but <laughs> yeah, it's safe to say you know what i mean that, that's your opinion you're yeah entitled to we're it. entitled to and you know she, Mark spe- and I she try... feels like she speaks for her association right and unfortunately her association doesn't have numbers of mm-hmm. massage therapists so yeah. it logically what you're saying makes a lot of sense yeah you don't necessarily speak for massage therapists yeah, yeah it's I hard get it. for us we try to remain very like impartial like as i was mm-hmm. speaking to alicia i thought you know you're making some good points which she was oh, yeah. protection Absolutely. is a great thing it is and everything she was saying made sense Mm -hmm. but I like hearing both sides of it and it is hard for Mark and I to remain completely impartial in this conversation because one we've both very vocally said before that we're Mm pro-regulation and we've also only ever worked in a regulated province so it's interesting to hear what's going on in provinces that don't operate like Mm -hmm. Ontario Mm -hmm. because I I don't know the difference this is all I know exactly exactly and like I'd be curious to know exactly if she broke down the numbers of her of the 160 people or whatever it is in her association how many of them are actually RMTs yeah that 160 she says they are RMTs so the association has X amount of people and she says we only have about 100 
160 RMTs in the association. Mm -hmm. That's what she says. Yeah. So, I mean, out of those, about half of them responded to the survey. And so I think that, in my opinion, the next logical step might be for the other associations to do what Mm -hmm. her association did and find out, is there an overwhelming number of therapists who really are pro-regulation? And then the three associations then can meet and discuss this Mm -hmm. openly and figure out what are the pros and cons? How are we going to go forward with this? Because obviously... Not just you. As I said, Mm -hmm. I got a few different emails when that podcast came out. um, And there was at least one person who was just (laughs) angry when she heard it because she felt like, what do you mean that this is enough? Title protection is not enough. Mm -hmm. She was pretty upset about it. Yeah, like I have a good friend. Um, Her family's all out in Ontario. She struggles because she's living in Sydney, working out there, and she desperately wants to come home. Right. And she can't because Mm. she's been out of school for, I think she's going on her fourth year or third year. So she'd, she'd have to do the mandatory education and, and like she doesn't want to have to do that. Right. And she's, she's done CEUs. Like the CEUs this lady has is insane. Right. Like she's done like the Vodder stuff. She's done Rolfing. She's done it all. Like she's, it's, it's extensive resume if you were to put it on paper and uh that's the only thing is holding her back is the portability portability it's not fair but it's it's what it is like Mm -hmm. i mean when doctors and nurses and medical professionals come from other countries i'm pretty sure the last guy that took me in a cab he's a fucking doc well that's what i mean you know like i used to work sad part of the reason i loved working at the private career college actually was working with um new immigrants Mm -hmm. who were medically trained somewhere and trying to help them navigate like what can you do here to get back into your field while you're doing this upgrading you know majority of Mm -hmm. the people that i helped get into like lab tech programs or uh, psw programs programs Mm -hmm. or office assistant, they were, the end goal was to get back into practicing as a doctor or Mm -hmm. as a nurse. It was just, I need something now so I can earn some income while I figure out how I can be a medical professional here. Mm -hmm. And it sucks, but you know, it is what it is. And if Nova Scotia were regulated, then this wouldn't be Mm -hmm. such a pain in the ass for you guys. Like I really felt Mm -hmm. for you when your husband sent me that message. I really felt for you. He's very passionate because like he sees my everyday struggle, right? So it's like you sit there and you put a face on every day, right? Mm -hmm. Because you're just like, I got this. It's fine. I would first have so much beef with your with your school in Nova Scotia, though. Yeah. Oh, I have. That's where I would. I mean, I would even be contemplating legal recourse. I wish I have as well. I'm sure he's probably going to listen to this, which he's probably going to panic now. But um, because I've talked to all of the other graduates from that school that were told the exact same thing as me, that we could just leave the school, go book our exams and we're good. Mm. Right. So when I graduated, I was like, yay, let's go book our exams. And then when I called to book, they're like, you can't do that. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me. So I did. I talked to that's how I found out that our school was um, approved at a provincial level because i i reached out to like all of the government down there and they got me into the right people that i needed to speak to down there but uh so there's about 200 of us that were pretty much lied to yeah Uh, see i would right so that's 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 something that (laughs) honestly that's something that you can probably take to the ministry Mm -hmm. and maybe get a partial refund or maybe a full refund like Mm -hmm. there's so much shit that can come out when a school you know breaks a contract yeah because you were you were flat out lied to it would be different if you misunderstood something but you were flat out lied to um not to rub salt in the wound Mm -hmm. but this is like a good learning experience so Mm -hmm. people listening who are thinking about doing something similar to what jen did just make sure that you've 
you find out from the regulatory body first what yes. you can and can't do. Like, I mean, in retrospect, I'm sure you're kicking yourself for CMTO not being your first call because the school yeah. just fucking exactly. fed you a bunch of shit to get your money, yeah. basically. Yeah, because I was set up to go to, like I had, I originally contacted CCMH in Halifax. Right. And that's where I was going to go. Um, but that would have meant um, my husband and my child would have been living in Sydney and I would have been out in Halifax for however long it was going to take for me yeah. to finish. So it would have been difficult. And at the time, my, fa- my uh, father-in-law was, was ill, was Alzheimer's. So we were, that's the whole reason we were going down there was mm-hmm. to help mm-hmm. with the whole family and stuff. Right I've, I even think CCMH in Halifax, you're able to do part of the course correspondence. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like yeah. you can do all the science shit from your house yeah. as far as I know. Yeah, right? and that's what I was going to do. Like yeah. I was going to do, I think it was like all the system and business classes and stuff like that mm-hmm. from Sydney, but then for the clinical aspect go of it, in, I yeah. would have had to go out to Halifax for the however long, five months or whatever it was. If anybody who works at the school that Jen went to is listening, <laughs> shame on you. Like you would, It would have been so easy if you had gone to CCMA. I'm going to say what, I'm going to even say what the crappier part part is mm-hmm. this might have had nothing to do with the actual school but the fucking admissions rep that mm-hmm. signed you up True. is just seeing like i need numbers mm-hmm. i will say anything to get an enrollment and to get my bonus properly. i think again, that's what it was i, had I mentioned think they weren't this trained. When, I, when i worked in admissions it's not necessarily that we were trained to lie to people mm-hmm. but we weren't Always given You're trained purposely to not know well, shit. <laughs> I mean, we weren't always given all of the information. We weren't supposed to get into complicated discussions. Like, for example, the school I worked at had a program called Social Service Worker. It's not whereas right. a lot of students coming in thought that they could take this and then bridge to a university mm-hmm. social worker program. I knew that we couldn't, um, mm-hmm. but I know that a lot of admissions reps, when you know, when going through the training and yeah. asking that question we're sort of told don't get into that it's but up that's to the student to wrong. do the research that is exactly. wrong that cool. is wrong that yeah. is so fucking unethical yeah. that is wrong you're mm-hmm. purposely withholding information that someone needs to make an important decision Absolutely. you're purposely holding mm-hmm. that back that is so fucking unethical it's not funny mm-hmm. you're playing with someone's fucking life now yep. you're playing with their money you're playing with their life you're playing mm-hmm. with their time that's fucking wrong yeah, yeah it was like, it, it was yeah I, I mean this admissions person that you spoke to or whoever gave you the information of well yeah you can go and write your exams either wasn't trained and just you know pulled Mm -hmm. an answer out of their ass or as mark said was specifically giving you incorrect information Mm -hmm. because that's that's money in their pocket or or purposely just withholding i'm not giving um it's not that i'm lying to you but i'm purposely not Mm -hmm. telling you what i know yeah that that's fucked up yeah see like i think in her situation she was just going on what she was told and i think there was a lot of like misunderstanding around the whole process of it because the coordinator of the program he came from one of the sister schools Mm. so he knew that he could go and write his exams with no issues so i don't know if it was him misunderstanding the fact that because he could do it that this school could do it as well because he was teaching the content that he had learned from his sister school right Mm. but the thing that made me the most upset was when i first like i first went to that school and i said my plans are to return to ontario with it whenever everything is situated with my family can i go write my exams and they said yes and then throughout the year that i was there i kept bringing up the question and i kept saying can we book our our tests because i found out that there was other people in my class that were thinking of moving the same thing, to yeah. Ontario. So I would, I was like an advocate. That's why I still feel kind of like an advocate for the students coming out of that school 
or that have already came out of that school because they don't know mm-hmm. that this is a, what this is what you have to face. And there's been so many heated discussions on Facebook and like groups started um, surrounding that whole school and um, yeah. us pretty much being lied to about being yeah. portable and being able to. It is and if they, and if, if they genuinely don't know, that's not an excuse at this level. Mm-hmm. No, exactly. If it's a question of like you said, if it you're comes messing up with somebody's enough, life, this is you their career. Like mm-hmm. if you're not certain, then mm-hmm. you find out the answer or you direct them to somebody else. You don't make some shit up. Yeah, yeah, no problem. Not going to be a problem. Mm-hmm. Well, it is a problem. Yeah. And as you said, you're surrounded by regulated provinces. Like a lot of therapists from Nova Scotia aren't necessarily coming to Ontario, no. but it wouldn't be unheard of for them to want to practice in PEI or yeah. in New Brunswick. Like, yeah. Newfoundland. Exactly. Yeah. Fuck. It gets me mad. It gets me mad. I see that. You look very tense now. Like, very. <laughs> I almost felt like you were yelling at me it's... at the admissions talk, and I'm like, yo, I don't work there anymore. And just to clear the record, yeah. because I did know that that was not a possible yeah. bridge from the social service to social worker, every single person who asked me that question, I was like, no, absolutely mm-hmm. not. And I would have some people say, well, I thought, and no. I, and I told a couple of people, if you want to confirm, mm-hmm. call Ryerson. Exactly. Call U of T. Exactly. I w- they will tell you no. Yeah. You know, we're a private career college. You can't use your credits mm-hmm. at a university level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, but yeah, I know there was a lot of admissions reps that didn't know that information. And is it there? Is it their fault? Is it the company's fault? It doesn't matter. The point is don't give information you don't know. Exactly. Exactly. And like with this school that I went to, I think that they kept saying to me, we're accredited. But I, I don't think they realize that they were just accredited at a provincial level. Yeah, yeah people have a lot of right? trouble, well, trouble with that word. Because accredited means so many different things. Right. So, for example, even just with private schools in Ontario, your institution might be accredited yeah. through a, a third party, but that is not program specific exactly. versus being program specific. Exactly. The massage therapy program is accredited yeah. versus the institution is accredited. Right. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah, we used to story. get that question. <laughs> I, I hate to bring up the admissions thing again because <laughs> I got in a lot of hot water about it before, but anyway, I worked next to, like my office was next to another rep. He he was a great guy. Like mm-hmm. he, I don't think he was intentionally lying to people. It was yeah. not not understanding the definitions. And I heard him one time giving a tour to somebody. And because, of course, the school was approved under the Ministry of Training, mm-hmm. Colleges and Universities, he used to point to our MTCU certificate and say, and as you can see, we're accredited. And I was like, can you stop using oh that word? God. Stop saying accredited. Yeah. We are an approved school, mm-hmm. but it, stop. Just stop using that this word. This educational institution is is allowed to deliver yeah, these programs, exactly. is what that says. Exactly. And I think that's what's with our school. But that school did have a, a third-party institution accredited accreditation as well yes they, they, they i don't know which programs if they had specific program accreditation but the school itself did have accreditation from a was third that right party from when you and i started or did that it was sometime while, it, was sometime it was sometime while during while our we were there, yeah. because anyway either way the point is when he used to use that word i was like hey just be careful mm-hmm. you know like let's not give people false information exactly it's it, it bought it, i can't express how much it bothers me it's mm-hmm. like as a massage therapist mm-hmm. you are purposely giving misinformation during your informed consent yeah like that is the equivalent to exactly. treatment that is the equivalent exactly <laughs> your yeah. chronic emphysema will go away <laughs> after i massage you <laughs> it's it's oh, so God. fucking wrong yeah oh, no, yeah. yeah well i mean like i said before I am pro-regulation. When I spoke to Alicia, I I still do say she made some really good points and Mm. I'm still really happy for Nova Scotia with the title protection. I think it's going to, you know, check off a lot of boxes, as Mark said, but I can see why some of you were 
very quick to message me and say, whoa, no, we're not there yet. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we, like I said, there's been a lot of heated conversations in the different Nova Scotia massage therapy boards with that association and us. You know, there's, and there's a whole other shit show that comes with regulation that's being introduced when, you know, you already have members Mm -hmm. or you already have people in the profession. Like, like we talked about that on that same podcast when Mm -hmm. New Brunswick became regulated Mm -hmm. and, you know, like, two people passed the fucking licensing exam yeah. the first time they had a class action lawsuit against them and it creates a huge motherfucking thing mm-hmm. right well so, with any major change like that it always, gonna it's, be it's some, always gonna happen there's exactly. gonna be some bumps there's gonna be some oh, you, yeah. can't, you cannot over. help that you yeah. just have to draw a line in the sand and say this is where the line in the sand exactly. is mm-hmm. and this is the way it is moving forward so yeah. if you want to be involved with this this is what has to happen That's yeah. it. there's always gonna be some people that get screwed in any kind of process for like sure. this for example when kinesiology became Mm -hmm. regulated mark was able to be kind of grandfathered in because of the years of experience he had whereas i wasn't going to be able to be grandfathered in so i would have had to write the exams and i kind of hemmed and hawed over it a billion times i reviewed my transcripts and Mm -hmm. compared it to what uh, courses you had to have and it looked like i was even going to have to take a course or two and i went back and forth and back and forth and finally decided do i practice as a registered kinesiologist enough to put myself through this. And I I opted Mm -hmm. not to. Sometimes I kick myself a little bit, but I opted not to because I was one of the few people because I had graduated so many years later than Mark that I I wasn't going to just get the title of registered kinesiologist. Mm -hmm. But I didn't, you know, kick up a fuss and cry about it because there's always going to be, as Mark said, you got to draw the line somewhere and there's always going to be some people that kind of get screwed. And I mean, honestly, life isn't fair. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, figure out what you got to do and what makes more sense for you. Mm -hmm. So here we are, however many years, when did kinesiology actually officially become regulated? Uh, I want to say 2013. However many years later, here I am. And I made my choice and mm-hmm. I, I have to deal with it now. If exactly. I ever do want to become a registered kinesiologist, well, mm-hmm. then guess what? I'm going to have to go do some upgrading, exactly. take some exams and pay some money. And there it mm-hmm. is. I mean, I think kinesiology becoming regulated is a great thing. And I'm happy for the profession, although I feel like an outsider. <laughs> <laughs> That's kind of how I feel right now. <laughs> oh, yeah. You're not quite an RMT. <laughs> like, I can't call myself an RMT down here. But like when I'm talking to people, it just slips out because I'm, I'm an because active member. Yeah. I have M-Tan still. And if I go back to Sydney, I can work or anywhere in Nova Scotia, I can still work. I sometimes wish that CMTO would just give us the opportunity coming from unregulated provinces to challenge the exams. We'll pay the full price. But they can't do that because then that opens up the whole fucking floodgates. Then then, then (laughs) that would be a shit. Exactly. Then how do you then how do you stop the dude from Costa Rica and the guy from Mm -hmm. Mexico? You know, it's got to be somewhere. There's like guidelines saying like, okay, you have the 2200 hour program and you give them all your transcripts and stuff and then you can just go write your exam what you're what you're suggesting exists except apparently it's uh it's not as easy as it sounds i mean what you're what you're suggesting exists is that you can have your transcripts evaluated you can you know take some exams and show that you know your shit but like mark said you can't just walk in and write an exam like i mean i know this is nowhere near the same but that's what i did um when I graduated from kinesiology and decided to go back into personal training for a little while while mm-hmm. I was trying to figure out my life, a lot of gyms wanted me to have CanFit. And I was like, yes. I've got a fucking degree yeah. in kinesiology, but you want me to have can Like, what? Mm-hmm. So anyway, I looked into it and I was like, I'm not taking these courses. Yeah. Like, 
I could take these courses in my sleep. So eventually I was able to just contact a CanFit examiner and I was like, can you just test me? Exactly. And I went in and I did the tests and got my CanFit just so I could work at certain fitness mm-hmm, clubs. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like the, even when I contacted the school down here, I said, just let me challenge the exams. Let just put me in that part of the program. If I pass your exit exams, give me my diploma and I'll go. Yeah. I'll even, I, I even agreed to pay the full 8000 that they wanted. I was like, I'll pay the full tuition. Yeah. I don't care. Just let me just exit your exam. I'm surprised so they I didn't can... just take the money and run. But I mean, I guess that shows a little bit of ethical consideration mm. that they can't just take your money and not put you in any classes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm. It's so frustrating. It is. Well, I mean, to be honest with you, off mic, I can tell you some schools that work highly unethical and they'll probably do exactly what you're asking. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, she's, <laughs> she's already she's already in. Where I'm just were saying, you like, months ago? If, yeah. If, yeah, yeah. I, I, I don't condone it, but at the end of the day, when someone's in your position, then mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if the system allows it to be there then and, and you mm-hmm. have the ability to take advantage of that and you can do it in good grace, then fine. Mm-hmm. That sounded horrible but you know what I mean (laughs) no but again for a case-by-case basis I I feel for Jen obviously because Mm. you have the education you have the experience you obviously know what you're fucking doing it's not right or wrong anymore it's not an ethical issue it's an ethical dilemma now exactly there's no there's no right or wrong here you just have to do what you got to do get your license Mm -hmm. and one day you know 10 years from now this will be a funny story of that time that you got (laughs) screwed over twice yeah yeah and I I joke I'm like I'll I'll put both diplomas on the wall Mm. And let people question us why I have two <laughs> massage therapy diplomas. <laughs> yeah, but regulation is a good thing. It is a very good thing. Yeah. I'm for it. Well, it looks like we've all come to a <laughs> decision, which I mean, there was no debate. Too here. bad we weren't the three associations. I know. <laughs> I'm At least just if you're listening, we still love you. <laughs> no, she gave, great, she gave great information. She did. And, yeah. uh, you know, to be honest with you, the points that she spoke to made tons of sense. They made tons of sense. It's, I even yeah. just doesn't hey, check are off we all the boxes. Backwards? No, I know. It just doesn't check off all the boxes. It does not. Right? No, no. Yeah. All right. Well, is there anything else we need to chat about? I don't know. Is there anything else you want to wrap on? I don't know. I think that's good. Okay. One more thing before you go then. So you've got what? It's one week, then a break, then one week. So you're going to be finished school in what? March? Yeah. I'm supposed to be finished in March. All right. Done in March. Uh, Do you have your OSCE book? Not yet because- Oh, no, you can't book it yet. Right, right. Yet. Yeah. I forgot about this. I've been in the in the profession so long, I forgot. You can't <laughs> book know. this far in advance. I yeah, know. they don't open up that until, I don't know. I, I think they until open- Until like around March. March. And yeah. they start booking for like May. Yeah. The like end so May what's your plan? Or... Are you planning to try to get your exam done in May and then get to work? this summer i'm hoping like um last i was talking there was a group that just did their exits at the school um because we're scattered at that school so there's always people leaving so they just did their exits last week and they said that they were able to book i think it was the mcq side of it for march so i'm i'm trying i'm gonna try to get into the school and say is there any way that you guys will just send my name along so that I can book that MCQ <laughs> in March so that I don't have to wait until like May or July no, or whatever. They, right, they right, definitely right. can't do that. Because that's a long time. Like almost a year now that I, I've been back here and not able to do any work in that field. Yeah, you just want to work. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it's, I don't know. Do you have any job prospects lined up or you're going to cross that bridge yeah. and get there? Well, while I was in school in, in Ontario the first time I was working as a receptionist for one of the massage ads. Um, not too far from me and uh, I feel like I owe her <laughs> so and when I came back she instantly offered me a job right mm. before knowing any of all this stuff that I had to go through um, and she even tried to get like the head of 
massage addict to contact CMTO on my behalf saying she's coming from a massage addict to a massage addict. Can she just do a transfer? Right. And uh, they couldn't now pull nope, any buttons nope, or nope. push any buttons either. But so she, she's been waiting. She actually messaged me not too long ago and said, are you done school yet? So, well, that's good though. You have a job prospect lined up and close mm. to home and yep. a company that you've already worked for. So yeah. Can, I mean, I know they're franchise, but still yeah. you have an idea of how, and, well, I mean, you worked point. there before. Yeah. I know this has nothing to do with massage, but it's reminding me of my super annoying morning that I had <laughs> about when something happens that you're like, this just isn't fair, but there's yes. nothing you can fucking do about it. I bought- You get on a something. podcast and you rant. Yeah, I'm going to rant right now. I, I got here and I was in a really bad mood. I'm totally calm now, but I was in a really bad mood because mm. I bought something on Friday. And when I went to buy it, uh, it's a store I never shop at. When mm. I went to buy it, I asked the cashier who was checking me out, I said- um, if this doesn't, if this isn't the right thing, can mm-hmm. I return it? She said, yes. And I was like, I can get a refund. Yes. Like I specifically yeah. asked her and I said, because the guy over there told me that I won't be able to. And she said, oh no, it's only on uh, sale products. And I was like, okay, cool. And then she confirmed with the cashier next to her, mm-hmm. can she return this item if it doesn't work out? And she said, yeah, no problem. It's not a sale item. No problem. So over the weekend, I realized this is not what I need. Mm-hmm. I went back this morning to return it. I had the receipt. The tags were still on. Like it, it yeah. had never been used. Yeah. And um, it was the manager that happened to be uh, doing my return. And she pulls out a um, a cash card. She says, yeah, you'll get a store credit. I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. I don't want to store credit. I don't even shop here. Like, no, I, don't, I, I want my money back. And circled at the bottom of the receipt, it very clearly says the store itself doesn't take or doesn't do refunds. If you buy something and you can have 14 days to exchange or get a store credit. I didn't read the receipt. Mm -hmm. I took the word of the two cashiers that because I specifically said, so I can get a refund. Yeah. So my bad for not reading the receipt. You wouldn't have gotten the receipt until after you purchased the product anyway. So it would have been too late even if you read the receipt. So you should be just as pissed as you should be at the fucking school, right? You you, you got misinformation and now you're being penalized for someone else's fucking error. And who honestly really like goes down? Well, exactly. Who reads that shit? They circle it, but I never yeah. read it. Mm-mm. I don't know what the. I, I just made sure I confirmed with two separate employees mm-hmm. I can get a refund. Yes, you can. And the worst is the original guy who said to me, No, you can't. If I just had fucking listened to exactly. him, I wouldn't be in this dilemma. Oh my God. <laughs> Yeah, that's frustrating. So, I mean, at the end of the day, it's the store policy. There's nothing I can do. Like, I can be as pissed as I want, but I'm just out $78 and not thrilled. Yeah, that's how I feel. <laughs> I mean, although you're out like, like 20 grand, 20, so a little different. I'll stop crying about my $78. <laughs> yeah. That was my grocery money. That's the other thing, too. Like, when I went back to OSAP, I said, hi, I have to do my massage program again. Can I get funding? Because I didn't know if I'd get funding for oh, the yeah. exact same program that you already took. Right. Right. And they're just like, you're doing what? <laughs> oh, was there any issues there? Take the same program multiple times. Yeah. Was there any issues getting funding for it? Um, they had, I had to write them a letter stating um, the reasons why I, I had to take another program of the same thing. Cause they looked at it as the exact same thing. They're like, this is yeah, the exact same program. You already have a diploma program. in this. Why are you yeah. doing it again? Yeah. So I had to explain the whole unregulated province they're not accepting it down here wow when you left um the ontario school the first time because you'd only completed a year i I don't remember how osap works but had you already paid the school in full were you able to get any tuition money back or did you lose 20 grand essentially pretty much like when i left the school i think i was owing 20 i think it was around 22 or something like that when i left because i just withdrawn i think i only had five months left when I left. Oh, oh that hurt. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I was just like, because I was in like they break it down. So I was in Ramex area of of my program, which was nearly finished. I had systems left to do and um, a couple massage related classes and that was it and the clinic three well essentially you paid for the program in oh yes full, yes so i yeah. went to nova scotia and then i had to get a nova scotia for, loan and paid for half the program twelve thousand. but yeah. still that's a lot of fucking money mm-hmm. and then came back here and had to pay the original school another eight. Oh, so i mean combined you've paid for two full diplomas well, I mean, you'll yeah. have two full now. I, you better hang those on the wall. Those are expensive. <laughs> I know, of paper. right? <laughs> I know. So it's, I think it works out around 28000 is what I'm going to be owing once I'm finished. Not including like the fees for licensing and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, it's, it's it's a big chunk. Like I, I joke sometimes and say I have my master's of massage. Because <laughs> right? that's, that's pretty it's close true, to the same price, right? Yeah. So it's like, wow. There's the positive. You could tell all of your future <laughs> and potential clients, like I have really good training. I've got, I've got yeah. double the education that most therapists do. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And you've already done continuing ed courses. Oh, yeah. Like you're yeah. you're on top of your game, except you have no license. Exactly. <laughs> Sorry. Well, I have funny. a license in Nova Scotia. Yeah. yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Well, this has been uh, very interesting to get the other side of the story. So thank you for uh, yeah, reaching for out and thank your husband as well, because he was super passionate about us speaking to yeah, you. Yeah. He kind of wanted to come, but then at the same time, he's like, no, no, no. I was like, it would be good to have you here as a client perspective. Yeah. I did tell of him he could come sides, when we right? spoke. And so, he's like, oh, let's I have this other mic all set up for him right here. Staring at me. It was really sweet that he messaged us. And, yeah. you know, he cares that much. And he feels he feels your pain. Well, I mean, I guess it's his pain, too. Yeah, because sure that $28,000 affects him, too. <laughs> well, yeah. Like, and it's just like living. Everyday living is is a big thing, right? Like, yeah. even to come back here to from Nova Scotia to get a house down here. Um, we didn't get to pick the area per se that we want it to be in because I can't get a mortgage because I don't have a job, right? So it's just his his income on the mortgage, right? So that it, nobody really looks at the bigger picture of what happens to people, right? Mm-hmm. So it's his income. So we had to live in a not so good area that we would generally pick for our children to grow up in, right? Because of the cost of, of living. Yeah. Right? So you look at that whole aspect of it. It affects oh everything. It affects everything. So once again, I'm going to end on this I just got one, one more question then before you end. Okay. <laughs> because of this whole struggle that you've gone through now, Yeah. what if you win the lottery? What if tomorrow... Oh I love the lottery What question. if tomorrow <laughs> you found out you won the fucking lottery? I'm talking millions. Do you even bother now? Or are you just like, fuck off, massage therapy <laughs> nonsense? Honestly, I think I probably would walk away from school because every day I go I'm just like oh my god I'm doing this again Mm. Um, so I would probably walk away from it but I'd probably like I feel like I'm an advocate now for Nova Scotia kind of so I'd probably try to focus my money would you take your millions go out to nova scotia and start a different association (laughs) maybe i'll start the college (laughs) i don't know i feel like you'd be in the profession in some way you know like i was you know who came to my mind joyce the sailing massage therapist like she's Mm -hmm. not really practicing right now but she's so involved in the Mm -hmm. profession or you could like open a bunch of massage addicts Mm -hmm. and you know there's so many options and things you can do yeah but or take your millions and do fucking nothing exactly i'm actually in a contest in in Oshawa right now to try to win a clinic. Well, I'm calling it a clinic because that's what I want it to be. But uh, what kind of contest is this? It's called Discover This Space. 
Oh. oh, that's cool. Yeah, so there was like eight contestants, I think, and uh, we go through all these business classes and stuff. Essentially, you have to do all the backing work to yeah. have a business in this space. Yeah, they're like, oh, that's cool. create a business plan, give yeah. us the idea, pitch it to us, and then if we like it, we'll pick a winner, and then you get to pick a certain space out of so many that they've chosen, um, and then they'll pay $1,000 towards the, the lease for the year and nice. then give you marketing and, and lawyers and stuff. That's pretty cool. That's pretty For cool. branding and stuff. So that, that was my other little side thing. I'm like, well, I can open a clinic. I just can't work at it. I'll just own it and hire other RMTs. That is- <laughs> that's a brilliant idea, Jen. Right. Honestly, so, that's seriously. a really good idea is just at least get started in doing something. Mm-hmm. I think that would be great for you. Is that your eventual goal to Eventually. own a clinic? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, you're... I've been... Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> it's just, uh, that's what I feel like I need to do now, right? Like, I just, I don't know. I'm not going back to my original ending. I think we should end on this high note. Jen is going to get her license. <laughs> She's going to win this contest. She's going to own a clinic. And even if she doesn't win the lottery, it's okay. She'll be prosperous. Yeah. <laughs> right on. Right on. Thanks for coming by. It's been awesome. Good morning. Thanks for having me. Right on. You guys have been listening to Two Massage Therapists in a Microphone. Peace.